Ladies and gentlemen, biatches of all ages, it's time to turn up your radios for the most entertaining and important podcast you've ever listened to in your entire life. No, I'm not talking about the Ralph Report. I'm talking about Bridget from the East Coast. I'm talking about Aaron from the West Coast. They are the bi-coastal biatches. Ladies, the stage is yours. What do you got for us this week? How the fuck are you, Aaron? Um, you know, just living the dream. Just living the dream. Always so much fun, isn't it? Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm back from Florida, so that's good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was down in Florida for just under a week visiting my parents and, you know, my father's 91 with Alzheimer's. And let's just say, so this way it doesn't become a depressing podcast today. Let's just say he's declining and I'm seeing the decline. I can't bury my head in the sand anymore. Let's uh let's go back to the I'm gonna just uh doggy paddle away from the sadness. Please let's go back to the, the Florida thing. What temperature is it right now in Florida? I imagine it's like muggy and like seventy five, eighty. It was muggy, definitely muggy. And it was funny because the weekend that I was visiting my parents, it was actually hotter in Connecticut than it was in my parents' what? place. That's 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 crazy. What? Yeah. So where my parents live as of right now, it's 85 degrees out. But it's always fucking muggy and hot there. But like up in Connecticut, the weekend I was away, it hit 97 degrees. And it oh was from God. what I understand, muggy. Like I could not believe that I was actually cooler in Florida than I was in Connecticut. That's wild. It's insane. Um, it's technically we still have winter storm watch out here. Um, we keep getting winter storm watches. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it it has not. It, one day it was almost 80. And other than that, it's been like in the 50s and 60s still with like wicked rainstorms. It is so bizarre. Um, I installed my AC the day it was almost 80 because it got a little close in my room mm-hmm. and I was like mm, stuffy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I did the whole installed the window unit thing and like put the hose in because I have one of those like anyway. So I got that all set up and like the very next day it was freezing and raining and has been freezing and raining pretty much nonstop. So um, that sucks. No, we had a great thunderstorm yesterday that broke the humidity up here. But yeah. So but yeah. So Florida, hot, sticky, gross. And it wasn't even all that sunny when I was down there, which made it even worse. And then, you know, we can't really go many places anymore with my father yeah. and you can't really leave him alone. So it was stuck in the house for six days with very loud TV, very loud <laughs> TV on politics. And let's just put it that way. <laughs> you you had told me about the live TV in the middle of your, your journey. So um, I was aware of that. And I was super cognizant of how loud my TV was. Mm-hmm. The day you mentioned it, I get paying attention to my TV. And <laughs> I can't remember what you said your parents' TV was on, but mine was Ugh. never above 18. <laughs> like, my TV is so quiet because I have really, really good hearing for some reason mm-hmm. at this age. I should not have as good a hearing, but I do. And uh, my TV is basically like on a whisper for other people. <laughs> Yeah, no, theirs was at like a 48 at one point, 48 in a, you know, and like, here's the thing in Florida to help keep your homes cool. Everybody has like the high ceilings and the tile fucking floors. So now it all fucking echoes on top of it all. So it was and it was all politics. Also, we probably shouldn't ever record a podcast at your parents' house because the echo would kill us. Well, in her home office she's got carpeting and i can close the door and there's there's so much shit on the walls it wouldn't be so bad it's actually probably as bad as the room that i record in now but in the main place no it is it's like being in that room in the hotel that's how fucking loud it is it's just so fucking annoying so fucking annoying but the thing is is the room because the room is so big and it's the open space rooms you need to have the tv louder because even i was listening it to it at a when i you know they'd go to bed i would have it at a higher volume than i do in my home but my home's got carpeting and stuff and when i'm at home my tv doesn't get so loud unless i have the windows and the doors open because i need to hear over the neighbors 
because one time I sneezed in my, while I was home and I had the doors and windows open and the person from the building across from me actually wished, said, God bless you to me because I have a very loud sneeze. <laughs> have you gotten blessed to hear one of my really loud sneezes yet? Jesus Christ. No, I guess not. Or I didn't. I no. Oh, they're loud. They can be really, really loud. When I'm at work in my office, literally, I've gotten messages from people on the other side of the wall, like, you know, quite a distance away saying bless you to me. Oh my God. Yeah, they can be loud at times. I feel like you're sneezing wrong. I feel like I am too. <laughs> it's almost like a shriek comes out. <laughs> no, okay. I definitely have not heard you shriek. It's not all of the sneezes, but some of them are like that. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Oh, now and it's so funny because I used to get so annoyed with my mother with her loud sneezes. And apparently I've now developed this loud sneeze. Oh my <laughs> and God. I know this is just so exciting for our listeners listening to our loud I, I immediately have turned into Greg Davies and I'm like, I need you now to sneeze. We need to do a sneezing challenge. This I is wish Cast I Master, And I need uh, you to sneeze. And I love Greg Davis. Oh my God. You know what I would do to him? And I don't know why, but he's, there's something so sexy about him. Oh my God. Uh, so Aaron and I, Aaron's like, I don't even care. I don't even care that he's guy. Like, he's just so sexy. Of course, we feel <clears> the same way about Noel Fielding. Um, but yeah, I I am obsessed with Taskmaster right now. I'm Have like, you watched his uh, Netflix yes, special? Back in oh. my mom's head. Oh, or no, no. The, the You Magnificent Beast. Oh, no, I'll have to watch that. Oh, you need to I watch that one. the back of your mom's head. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't oh seen God. that one. It's on Peacock. Do you have Peacock? Yes, I do. Back okay. of your mom's head. <laughs> yeah, back of your mom's head. Okay. And um, it's, oh, it's good. Well, what and I really love is the, when he goes on Graham Norton. Have you seen his clips from Graham Norton? No. <gasps> oh my God. You have to look for the clip with him, Russell Crowe, Jodie Foster, and Ryan Gosling. And he <laughs> tells this story. And literally, you will pee yourself laughing from it. It is so funny. But the best part is Ryan Gosling is sitting next to him and he's giggling and he's laughing and he can't control himself. And just you could see Greg just feeding off of Ryan's total total laughter i mean it was great but he does graham norton all the time so really you just do greg davis uh, and graham norton and it's fantastic oh it i'll really look is. at that it's funny i used to watch the graham norton show <laughs> um way back when i've actually <laughs> read his autobiography oh uh I, I was a big fan of his for a while and then BBC sort of changed their schedule or I don't know, mm -hmm. something happened with BBC America and I, I stopped being able to see it as frequently for some reason. Yeah, it's on Friday nights now instead of Saturdays because it used to come on after Doctor Who on Saturdays. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're big fans of, of Greg for sure. Yes. Um, oh, I would yes. do dirty things to his giant body. Yes. Um, but we have fans too and listeners really more than Yay! fans. But let's, let's hear from them so we can segue away from <laughs> the BBC schedule for Doctor Who. Please. Okay. <laughs> oh, they announced the new Doctor. They announced oh. the new doctor. I am so excited. His first name is Shuti. I forget his last name, but he is in a TV show on Netflix called Sex Education. And it is a fantastic, fantastic show that I highly recommend. It's funny. It's touching. It's all of that stuff. Great show. You need to be watching it. OK, we can go to our listeners. I'm sorry. I was trying to look him up. Bro. You it's not going to be spelt the way I pronounced it. It's yep. it, the spelling is very different. Yep, I'm. It's fine. I'll find it later. I was just mm -hmm. curious what the what the doctor looked like. Mm -hmm. All right. So I want to apologize. First of all, this first message I'm going to play came in. We should have played it on last week's episode, but I'm dumb and I forgot. So <laughs> this is from our listener Jeffrey Schuster. From Pot of Thrones. He has his own podcast, Pot of Thrones. Yeah. And um, <laughs> this is really just more about how I maybe fucked up a recording somehow. Let's take a listen. <laughs> hey, ladies. 
It's uh, Jeff. Uh, been a while. I was listening to your last episode, and about ten minutes before the end, I just had a question. Am I high? <laughs> did, did I did I do something? Did you broadcast drugs? I don't know what's going on right now. Yep. So that was referring to the oopsie that happened. Somehow when I processed the audio and audition, it like condensed just like a few minutes of us. Uh Uh-huh. So no, Jeffrey, you're not high. I'm just not a gifted audio engineer. Well, you're definitely better than I am since I don't do any of it. But, you know, I'm going to say this much for Jeffrey. He actually listened to the end because he's the only person I've heard complain about it. Oh, then you're lucky because everyone knows I edit the audio. (laughs) I heard it quite a few times. But when I tried to reprocess and it did it again, I said, I think there's something wrong with the source file. And I stopped trying. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you for your concern and doing it in a fun, nice way. And that I'm sure Aaron definitely appreciates. I, I did. I did. <laughs> and honestly, your voice is so lovely. Um, we Ugh. should really have Jeffrey come on the show because. Absolutely. And why am I calling him Jeffrey? Sorry. I, I could just call you Jeff because that's what you fucking go by. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is our awkward open invite. Uh, let us know if you want to come on the show, Jeff. We'd love to have you. Um, we promise not to talk about period shits with you. Mm, Yes. Unless, of course, you want to and you have questions about them. I don't know why you would. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what your questions would be, but I'll answer them. Mm -hmm. I guess. I just did a TikTok about period shit. I I, uh, stitched myself after this girl that talks about bathroom stuff all the time. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what's the deal with period shits? Can we talk about those? Because no one's fucking talking (laughs) about those. And um, yeah, I have like almost no. I think I had like eight likes on that post because I was trying to talk about period shits. Mm hmm. I saw the I saw your clip. I saw your TikTok clip. And then I said to myself, why didn't she record that under the bi-coastal biatches TikTok? Oh, because I think that's on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) You can sign in on your phone, too. (laughs) I think I have to sign me out, don't I? No, it's like Twitter. You can have both accounts on at the same time, I believe. Well, then I should fucking do that because I'm kind of into using TikTok now. I'm not good at it. And nothing Mm -hmm. I say is of any value. Mm -hmm. But if you want to watch my chubby face, talk about shit. I'm posting. So I'll make sure I'll get you the TikTok stuff later on. Yeah, it may even already be on my phone. Let's be real. I am am of the Oregon Trail generation. (laughs) I am not a young person. Listen, I'm Pong. I'm the Pong generation, so which I think is even pre-Oregon <laughs> Trail. Uh, just slightly, but I got my mom and dad were like Pong fucking addicts back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like Atari was their fucking jam. Like they were young, dating, recently married, and they were like, let's play this shit all night. Yeah. My parents refused to buy a video game system. My father tried to prohibit me. He tried to not allow me to go to the arcades and the pizza parlors and play the video games because his fear was I would become a video game addict. I swear to God, I remember having this conversation and there used to be this store, uh, this like uh, bodega type of thing on the way home from school. And we would all go in there and I'd play centipede and I got busted in there (laughs) once for playing video games. So funny. I I had every video game they made most of my life. And now I don't really care. It's like the opposite of what your dad was afraid of. (laughs) I have literally never owned a video game system in my life. Oh, my God. And I have no interest. I really don't. And it's funny because I was um, friends for a quite a while with the founder of a very large video game company. Very large very well known. And I remember talking to him one day and I mentioned something about not having one and it hit the look on his face was just like, what do you mean? It's a little weird. Cause I'm not super into them now. Like mm-hmm. sometimes my dad gives me his like hand me downs or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll play your Xbox, whatever. Right. Um, but I don't, I would never seek them out on my own at this point in my life. But like as a kid, like Nintendo and super Nintendo were life. Right. I still own my original Nintendo because I think it's fun to pull out at like, you know, 
friend hang group situations and say, hey, you guys want to try to beat Mario tonight? <laughs> Let's do some shots. Makes it better. And like, it's just like a fun or like if uh, anyway, it's I, I find it a fun social thing now, mm-hmm. but it's not. So I never pull my NES out if I'm home alone. I'm not like, no. I really think I could play Super Mario 3 right now. That sounds very entertaining. Yeah, no. the closest thing I had to a video game system as a child was Quiz Whiz and Little Professor. Those sound like educational tools, not They were, and toys. I enjoyed them very much. Sure you did. Okay, <laughs> you know what? You know what else we enjoy? <laughs> we enjoy Tallyman Todd. So let's listen Yay. to his message. Hello, ladies. So episode 39's tally consisted of 16 dicks and 65 fucks. Um, it was kind of funny listening to you guys talk about the whole Johnny Depp situation. It's just so comical with all the bullshit that's been coming out of that trial. It's just entertaining like a TV show. It's just crazy with everything that's been happening. So, sorry I'm not, like, very jovial in this voicemail right now. I've just been dealing with a lot of bullshit today where I'm contemplating ending my career as a scare actor after some bullshit and names being dragged through the mud so it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and kind of put me in a really depressed state but i just got to pull myself through it anyways ladies have a great week i love you both stally man taught out see ya i'm sorry to hear that you've been struggling lately we love you and hang in there things will get better that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Th- those people are fucking assholes. They really are. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them all. You deserve better. Yeah. And and maybe you should have them subscribe to our favorite channel. Dick, 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 <laughs> which has seven dicks in it. That's right. You should never be miserable at something that you do for fun. Yeah. If when you're doing stop- it for fun, get out. When it stops being fun, get out. That's how I was with my scare acting career. And um, I loved it. And then I didn't. And then I left. And I've never looked back, honestly, because now I get to do all the fun shit at Halloween time. There you go. Makes sense to me. All right. Well, are you ready? Yes. Okay. This next one. You're going to be very excited. This is our mystery caller. Our mystery caller Ooh. called back. <gasps> Yay! Hello, ladies. Mystery caller checking in again. Ding, ding, ding. Aaron wins the prize. Yes, indeed. I was wearing the glasses when tall, blonde, and handsome finished. And then I finished the experience looking like a porn star and scene damn stealthful strummer good for you porn star sex nice i love it i absolutely fucking love it oh if only i knew who you were this is fucking awesome i um i take no joy in being right because i don't think that's a place that that substance belongs i don't love it there (laughs) anywhere on my face so um but i mean i thank you for calling back to clarify for us i super super appreciate that i just would not have made the same finishing choice well at least she had the glasses on to protect her eyes from the finish from the grand finale it's not even about it's not about that it's Mm -hmm. not about protecting the eyes or the it's the texture Mm. And that even after you've cleaned it off, it's mm-hmm. still there's like a film. Mm-hmm. I don't want that weird dry finish stick film on my face. I don't See, want it that. doesn't bother me. Ugh. I guess I, I I know I must be really fucked up, but like that stuff doesn't bother me. Ugh, it's the it's the consistency. If it was any other consistency or cleaned off, where I didn't feel like I still had a film of it on me, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> Anywhere else on my body, fine. My face, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. I'd almost rather someone come in my ear. Ooh, because that- I eventually 
would be able to get it out and I wouldn't have. No, that's pretty no, gross. No, it wouldn't come out. You, oh, God, no, it would just stick there and it would get that's stuck true. in there. And then you'd I just have don't to, I, I want it to be somewhere I don't have to like touch mm-hmm. right after. And I'm a face toucher. Like right. when COVID hit, that was hard for me because I'm always like feeling my face and like, am I warm or like, oh, I have a scratch. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Or I have an itch, I guess. I would be scratching if I had an itch. Anyway. Yeah. I just, I touch my face too much. I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't love it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I love it, but it doesn't bother me. Oh, yeah. I feel, I I can feel the difference in my skin's texture. Like, it Mm -hmm. changes how my face feels. Oh, no, there is a difference. That's for sure. I can't handle that. Do you know what I was told once when I was in college? So, obviously, I had very, very bad acne as a teenager and into my early 20s. And I remember I was in college. I think it was my freshman year of college. I was online at the bookstore. And this woman behind me and she was like a mom of a student or something like that. And she was not American. And she, so I'm assuming this is like a cultural thing. She turns to me and she tries to do this in a very nice way, but she tells me that if you put cum on your face and she didn't use those terms, but I'm using them for life to make life easier, that it helps clear up the acne. So that I would, the idea was that I was supposed to cover my face with cum to help clear up the acne. What the actual fuck? (laughs) Yes. I have not thought about that in years until just now. I don't know why this just popped into my head. Oh my God. First of all, virtually no one. uh, I mean, we'd be talking less than uh, a number smaller than what I could count on one hand Mm -hmm. have come on my face in my lifetime. And I have always had flawless acne-free skin. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that lady's not right, but I'm saying I don't need to find out if she's <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I had very, very acne-prone skin. Oh I my mean, God. cystic did, acne, you know, like, did I mean, you do it? Did you do it? I no. have to know. No, I did not do it because I was just like, what the fuck? You How know? does that conversation go? Like, do you just walk up to like one of your male friends in college and you're like, excuse me, can you, you come, come on into my face? this? No, can you come into this cup? Because <laughs> I need to smear it on my face before bed each night. <laughs> so I need a lot of cum in this cup. And then does that need refrigerated? I have a lot of follow up questions. So if you could time travel to that lady. I would love to time travel to that lady to ask her some follow-ups for you. Oh but yeah, it was like one of those weird, obviously home remedies, but that was what, what she told me fuck? I should do. Her daughter's like got acne and she's like, hang on, I'm just going to put this cum on your face. Don't yeah, here's ask your daddy's cum. Yeah, here's your dad's say, cum. Don't ask me where I got it. <laughs> just, just let it. What the fuck? I had your what? dad jerk off into a cup last oh, night for you. Oh <laughs> my God. It's so gross. Oh my God. Do we have any dermatologists that listen to the show? I wonder if my friend, no, Jody, I don't think listens. I should ask her about yeah, it. Though. I need to know. I mean, I'm not going to do it. I literally, my face could turn into a giant white head and I wouldn't do it. But I need to know. I, I'll ask Jody. I'll reach out to her and I'll tell her the story because my friend Jody from elementary school, she is um, she's got her Ph.D. In, uh, in nursing. She's an RN or whatever. I don't know her exact credentials, but she also works for a very, very, very high end, well-established dermatology. Oh, this uh, is the one we talked about. Yeah, she's the one who with Amy, Amy Schumer. Schus- Schumer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's the one who helped fix the fillers and stuff. I should ask Amy J- Jody about that to see. Yeah. Ask Amy. I bet you Amy knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amy Schumer, if you're listening, let us know. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. All right. Well, <laughs> so speaking of, uh, you know, come on the face. No, I can't. There's no segue away from this topic. It's just like we got to just move on. Um, so fillers make me think of doing stuff to your body that, you know, maybe you might regret later or maybe you might enjoy. And I think you said that we had an email uh, regarding. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, our very own Colin's wife, Donna, Donna Mags, emailed us and she said, hi, beautiful bitches. Just listening to your podcast about tattoos. I have so far half leg of pictures that I think of when I think of family members. It needs finishing off, which will end in a full leg piece. It took a few years of saving money and designing. I would also like a bi-coastal biatches tattoo. That's so fucking cool, Donna. Thank you. Thank no, that's, you. That's cool. Um, we we got to get a better logo for that. Yeah. I, I want to come up with like something that's not our faces. Yeah, please. I don't like my face. So, yes, please. Well, I mean, Maybe I'd like, like it better if I had come on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just got away from that. Um, God, you can't get away from come, can you? All right. Oh, no. So, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. So I, I uh, let me let me play around with our logo a little bit, and I'm, I'm going to keep it for the show. I like our <laughs> logo. I just yes. don't want my face on my own body. Yeah. Um, and then no. guess what? We'd have matching tattoos. We all three could. of us ladies. Yes. And, and then, you know. Anyone what, else who wants. Anyone who wants it. But I could. I don't know. I could put that art out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, last night I went to see a play with mm-hmm. my family and mm-hmm. um, it was not great. Sorry. It was an original musical by a man that runs this theater group for like, Uh he's run it for like the last 32 years. And I said to my family, I said that it felt like a Dollar Tree version of CYT, which CYT was the Christian youth theater um, that I was involved with as a child. And it wasn't great. So Mm -hmm. the fact that it was a knockoff of something that wasn't great meant it really wasn't great. It was a confusing show. Mm -hmm. For being a musical, singing skills, uh, having a good voice was not a requirement to get a part. Um, Being audible when singing was not a requirement to get a part. And the only quote unquote bad guy in the whole show was very sexy. So it was hard for me to be mad at him. Because he was trying to, it was called Sex on the River. It wasn't the worst show I've ever seen. I stayed. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. leave. But I was a little underwhelmed because everything mm-hmm. I've ever seen at that place has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. Anyway, um, I like a sexy bad guy, though. It was about, I mean, it was a local Portland story. So I mm-hmm. get why it was original. I get why it was a passion project. But it was about. Uh, I can't think of her. F- oh, Nancy. Nancy Boggs was a mm-hmm. famous madam in Portland at the turn of the century and sh- or late 1800s. And she ran for a few years a like a scow or like a barge mm-hmm. brothel. Oh, and okay. So you would float down the middle of the Willamette River and uh, fuck your fuck your heart's content. Just fuck till you couldn't fuck anymore. And drink liquor and then get off the boat and go back to wherever you lived. Sounds and like a fun time to me. I could yeah. live with that. So so that's what the show was about. It just wasn't. If there'd been, you know, an orchestra mm-hmm. and there'd been some like real talent behind the roles, it probably would have been better. But I was just every time someone sang, I was like, oh, no. I'm sorry. So it, it's another song. That's neat. <laughs> um, but anyway, that wasn't even the point of the story. But I just I, I'm I'm so bothered by the show I saw that it, it took over. My dad turned to me in the auditorium and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a tattoo in August. And I was like, what the <laughs> really? Yeah, my dad's always really wanted a tattoo, but never got one. And my mom is like, I don't understand why anyone needs tattoos. Mm-hmm. And so he just never got one. And now he's like fully ready to get one, and he's oh, he wants nice. to get like the most bitchin' tattoo ever. Uh huh. I mean, my tattoos are obviously better, but my dad wants to get the rebel symbol on his forearm. The rebel flag? No, the Star oh, Wars from rebel. Star Wars. I don't know which rebel you're talking. What kind of hillbilly motherfucker like- do you think? <laughs> That is. No, I, the Rebel Alliance. Confused. Okay. 
Um, but he wants to do like the just like a black outline of it. He doesn't want to do the red color, which I was oh, like, okay. I mean, to be fair, I don't do well with certain colors. Like I, I have two tattoos that have phantom itching just for no reason <laughs> because my skin doesn't love the dye in right. or the pigment in the ink. So. It's probably, you know, better to test. But now I'm like, should I go get a tattoo with my dad? Because I haven't done my supernatural thing on my forearm yet. Ah. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, I just, I thought, I thought that was rad that my dad's like 70 and he was like, I'm going to get a fucking tattoo. And I was like, well, yeah. he didn't say fuck. My dad does not swear. <laughs> my mom doesn't swear as much as I do. So mm-hmm. truly, I don't know where mine came from. But, um, Yeah. Yeah, my parents don't really swear either. My mother still apologizes to me if she says the word fuck in front of me, which even (laughs) she and I both look at each other and we laugh because she knows that I use the word fuck a lot. But she still apologizes to me about it because I'm her little girl. Yeah. um, And my and my father has literally had fights with people, his friends, when they've used the word fuck in front of me. It's so weird. (laughs) See, my cursing is was a rebellion against them. That I became such a habit ingrained in me. I cannot break myself of it, except I break myself of it when I'm visiting them and staying in their house. My dad is like a super polite gentleman and he Mm -hmm. just it just wasn't gentlemanly to swear, I think, was kind of. Yeah. One time my dad thought he wanted to be like a a youth minister or pastor or whatever. And my dad's always been kind of the more clean cut individual Mm of uh, uh, certainly more than me um but yeah so i when we started today i noticed you had your taco bell cup and you said you had had taco bell we didn't have any other calls smoky oh hey guys guess what we have another (laughs) call (laughs) jesus fucking christ I'm new here, guys. I'm new here. (laughs) What's up, ladies? It's Midnight Smoke. Uh, Just listened to your most recent episode about your L.A. trip, and I gotta say, I'm mad jelly. Like, no joke. It sounded like you ladies had a fucking phenomenal time and shit. Wish I could have been there, but glad you guys got to see everybody. I got to see some of the pictures, and it looked like a fucking blast. Um... So it is Saturday, um, it's record day for BFYTW, and I wanted to let you guys know, guess what we're doing today before we record? We're getting ready for our trip to Vegas. Yeah, end of the year, baby. I'm pretty sure that the three of us are going to be there. We're getting everything set today, so get ready for BFY to meet up with the bike coastal biatches again. Yeah, motherfuckers. Alright, love y'all. Latest. Smokey, we can't wait to see you. We um, we did have a great time in L.A. There's no doubt about it. it. The only way it could have been better is if you had been there with us. But alas and alack, you weren't. But I cannot wait to see you in Vegas. You and Augie and Aaron in Vegas. It'll be so much fun when we're there for Ian's wedding. It's going to be a great time. It'll be a smaller group of Garmy people than um, the L.A. trip was. But, it you know, it'll be the best of the best as far as I'm concerned. So it's going to be a fucking awesome time. I don't there's going to be some kind of paradox. Uh, something's going to have a time uh time space continuum is going to be upset. I don't know. Having some Aaron portal. and Aaron in the same place <laughs> and then having you and I in the same place <laughs> and BFYTW in this it's just oh. there's going to be a, an implosion of podcasting like um synergy. It's just oh, gonna, and John Fink will be there too with oh, the Fink show, right. which we didn't talk about the fact that we were on the Fink show last week. Oh, hey, yeah, we did a thing. Yes. So for those of you who have not listened, John Fink, also known as the Vegan Giant, he has a daily live recording of a podcast, like a morning show that you can then get the playback on through subscription via Patreon. So he invited Aaron and I to appear on one of the episodes last week and we did and we had a fucking awesome time. I think we had the best time, although I was a little reserved at first because I don't on here if i talk more than you or you talk more than me we kind of take turns and that happens Mm -hmm. in some weeks right now 
one of us is, is more talkative on there. I was like, this is not my show. I will speak when spoken to at right. first. But then as the episode went on, I was like, <laughs> it's my fucking time to talk, bitches. Well, it also started early in the day for you. Yeah. Because they live record at 6.30 a.m. Pacific or 9.30 a.m. Eastern. So for me, I just woke up naturally and was able to, you know, turn the computer on and do all the stuff and show up. But for them, I think you guys needed to set an alarm to be ready. Um. Yeah, I get up at 5 or 5.30 pretty much every day anyway, just to, like, get up and get going for work and stuff. But... Typically, I do then kind of once I'm ready for my day, then I kind of laze around on the couch with my dog or sometimes I'll even lay back down in bed with her. So mm-hmm. I was a little sleepy. Yeah, but it was a fun time. Um, a bunch of other people saw it called in because they have a way to live call into the show. So it was a really good time. And John is definitely going to be showing up on a, a future episode of Bicoastal with us. Yes. So if you have any questions for our vegan giant friend, you're more than welcome to. I know one of the things that um, you and John covered in the Fink show was the um, digestion issues and some oh, yeah. appropriate food. So how are you feeling since you started, I, you started doing the hummus in the morning more frequently or now? Um, I did. Yes. The hummus has just become what I call Monday through Friday breakfast. Okay. Um, I'm still doing my like collagen supplement in the morning mm-hmm. though. Um, just so I can keep my smooth baby face. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm actually thinking of, I don't know that I can go full vegan, but I am thinking about transitioning to more plant-based mm-hmm. content in my regular diet. Um, right. I, I, without sounding like a fan girl, because I mean, John's my friend, mm-hmm. but something about him when he talks about his journey into veganism that's a mm-hmm. thing now. I'm calling it a thing. Veganism. I think it is. Yeah. Um, he doesn't irritate me. When other people no. tell me, like, oh, you should try to be vegan. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You don't own my body. Mm-hmm. But John Fink and I'd say Kevin Smith are equally as eloquent and non-pushy. And since I don't know Kevin Smith as a personal friend and I've only met the man a couple times, I'm not going to say he can influence my diet choice, but John Fink, vegan giant for a reason, you know, I'm well, just, and I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm going to slowly start integrating like some more tofu and plant-based proteins and see how it goes. Well, and like I said on his show, too, like John is the only person who's ever made veganism sound attractive to me. And I think part of it is is because I don't feel like I'm getting lectured by him about, oh, you're a horrible person because you eat animals. You know, if you say that to me, I'm going to really shut down and I'm going to I'd say I would order a rare steak in front of you, but I can't because I would just gag on it and not in the good way. Um, so like but like it, it never feels, you know, like he's preaching it. You know, it's more about the health concerns. And, you know, there are health issues. And, you know, I agree with you. Making more of that into my daily life would make sense. Do I think I would ever completely be able to go to vegan? No, but incorporating it. Why the hell not? I definitely think um, that the like the impossible meat, uh, we've talked about that on the show even before. Mm-hmm. I've used the impossible meat product mm-hmm. and then I talked about it. It was virtually indistinguishable. I mean, I could tell mm-hmm. when I opened the package. I could smell that it was made to kind of have a meat smell versus uh-huh. naturally having that sad odor. Right. But it cooked up just fine. I couldn't tell the difference. It's if if you're mm-hmm. eating raw, if you're taking raw ground beef and you're taking raw impossible meat and you're cooking them and you're not adding any seasoning, you're going to mm-hmm. notice a tiny bit of a difference. Right. But otherwise, it's virtually the same. And I used to cook with um, I, I dated a pescatarian for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Too long, you might say. <laughs> and um, he would brought this stuff. And I don't know what it's called. I'm not a very good um vegetarian vegan person to ask questions but it was like a soy protein but it was like 
dehydrated, so you had to kind of like rehydrate it, okay. and it kind of looked like loose meat, like almost like taco meat. Okay. When you rehydrated it. Okay. And, um, we cooked with that a lot, and it tasted fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what it was, and I don't know how to buy it, but I cooked with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> it tasted okay. He just magically would make it appear at our house. And I was like, oh, there's more of that weird dried out brown stuff that I call fake beef. Great. No. But there's a lot of options out there for people that, you know, used to maybe like meat Mm -hmm. or used to consume a ton of meat. The only thing I won't have and I'm not sure about is steak. And that's because I saw Lizzo eat (laughs) that filet mignon (laughs) on TikTok. And it looked like, like a red piece of fucking play like play-doh when they give like when play-doh teaches you to marble the colors to get like that steak look or like one of those canine like little steak treats that's that's what it looked like and i was like i don't think i could eat that no that would be gross yeah that would be gross but yes the vegan giant will be on the show soon sooner rather than later so yes please yes Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, okay. So we totally. <laughs> Hi. Hello. How you doing? Should I edit this out or? Probably. Can you have a little breakdown? I have breakdown? no idea where we're going now. Well, while we're on this little pause, somewhere, uh, all we have really left is Mexican pizza and then my dating life. So okay. how, where would you like to circle from John Fink? We're maybe into the Mexican pizza. Speaking of veganism, <laughs> let's talk taco, Taco Bell. Okay. All right. I'll figure out how to craft this. Let me figure this out. Good thing I'm editing these today before I go to my parents' house tonight for dinner. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm saying good thing because I'll remember <laughs> better because my notes are shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Plus, you didn't do the pauses between most of the voicemails other than Jody's. I just left them playing with Jody's. Yeah. I paused because I have to change your voice. Right. Um, but I've noticed that with my better mic, my better sound quality in this room and this mm-hmm. versus using the phone. The Because on A&E, I'm lazy and I don't. Mm-hmm. Seth isn't right. listening to that show to tell me I'm trash. So mm-hmm. on that one. I just let the voicemails play and you literally can't tell. Okay, cool. So, but then we're able to interact in the middle or say like, oh, yeah. Mom. Right. Yeah. And it, it sounds better. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. that's just something that. Okay. Because then I have one track of either Aaron or me where mm-hmm. I can um, have, because his track doesn't have this, just right. mine does. So if he says something. But I think the quality is bad and we don't lose all of the commentary on right. the voicemail. Anyway, just something I thought I would try with us today. Um, all right, I'm going to bring it back in. So while I think I could definitely, uh, you know, use whatever that weird soy protein I mentioned was or like the impossible meats and stuff, mm-hmm. something that I would miss Mm -hmm. And um, that I've been having quite a bit lately, although they're sold out in the Pacific Northwest right now. No. Is Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. Yay! I'm so happy Mexican pizza is back. I got some before I got before we started recording today. And I'm not a huge Taco Bell fan, but I love the Mexican pizza. I don't know why. It's just so fucking good. And I. It is. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't be able to eat that if I went full vegan because no the cheese and the cheese the and beef and probably whatever they cook the flour tortilla in is probably not vegan approved either. Yeah. Wonder if you could make your own not full vegan, but I bet you could do a tostada, some sort of flour mm-hmm. tostada thing. Mm-hmm. And then do an impossible meat. Mm-hmm. Do some refried beans. I make my own refried beans because I like to add in some like kick. So I uh-huh. I I can 
or basically reduce down my own beans. So I think you mm-hmm. could probably make a copycat vegetarian version. But well, then you be. put the tomatoes and stuff, which yeah. are fine, and then a fake cheese. Just that sauce. You just need that sauce. They have. Yeah, we it's don't have good. That. I know it's, it's so good. Fucking good. You know what else I like a Taco Bell that's even worse for you probably? What's that? A fucking Baja Blast. It's so good. Ooh, what's that? Oh, it's so it's a soda. I'm not a big oh. soda person, but it's like a, it tastes like spring break in your 20s in a cup. It's just like tropical, coconutty, fruit flavored mm. soda. And it's like aqua or like seafoam green color. It's the most off-putting color. You really shouldn't put anything that color in your body <laughs> outside of soda. If someone was like, here, I got you these potatoes, and they were that color, you should definitely not eat them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even have a zero sugar one. They have a Baja Blast Zero. Um, so that's that's my go-to drink. So for me, it's, it's Mexican pizza and that. Mm. And then sometimes I'll do their veggie burrito if I haven't, like, eaten all day. But right. They also have the little Cinnabon bites, which are good. They've got a little cream oh. in it. Yeah, those are good too. I don't get those. I get the um, they're like bun. Well, they're not really bunuelos. The cinnamon twists, I think, is yes. what they call them. Um, which someone told me, and I can't believe this is true, but it. I believe it is true. That's fucking like a noodle. Like if you take <laughs> like yeah. essentially. Uh, sort of, you know, what would be like an egg noodle to us mm-hmm. and toss it into a deep fryer, it puffs right. it up like that. So oh. they're, they're not specifically like buying like burilla pasta and doing right. that, but it is basically the same thing as eating mm-hmm. fucking fried <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> Works for me. I don't care. Here's your, here's your dessert, ma'am. It's <laughs> fried spaghetti with sugar and cinnamon. I'm good with it. I'm good with that. Anything fattening that tastes good, I'm good with. Yeah, I'm I'm supposed to be slimming down prior to Vegas and I uh tell me about it. Today is my so I'm I'm famous for this. I don't know if you do this and mm-hmm. listeners, we'd like to hear from you to see if you do this, but I'm one of those people where I like to start my diets on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, those are always good ones, right? That always works. Yeah, this this has been Fat Kid Food Weekend for me because I know that um, I've started doing yoga and Ooh, I've started doing a tiny bit of strength in it, like strength training. Mm-hmm. Very little because I've pulled a muscle in my neck now. <laughs> I was doing these; they're called desk push-ups. Okay. And so you put yourself at like a 45 degree angle from your desk with your hands on your desk and your feet on your tippy toes Mm -hmm. and you push yourself up and down that way. It's a little less resistance than trying to just, you know, lift your whole fat ass off the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot to not have my head down. So my head was down Mm -hmm. instead of looking up like I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And so what that did was it stretched out the muscles in my neck and as I was pushing and pulling with my shoulders it Ooh, <laughs> nice it it basically strained the muscle on both sides of my neck that holds my head into a normal place so that has been painful and i have not worked out for a couple of days and it's been fat kid food weekend so ah, well you know so i look forward to tomorrow tomorrow morning i'll start off with a healthy dose of hummus and some collagen and go from there there you go. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, I've done that where I'm, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start on Monday, Monday, and it just never seems to happen. Oh, mine happens. It's just sticking to it that's the problem. Like, I'm really Always. good the first, like, week or two. Mm-hmm. It's, like, week three where I'm like, well, I've only lost two pounds, so. Right. It's fine <laughs> if I have these uh, late-night cravings for a Happy Meal. It's fine. Actually, well, a Happy Meal. Ooh. Well, I know you, you're not a huge McDonald's fan, but a Happy Meal is only 500 calories. If you get a cheeseburger Happy Meal, the whole thing mm-hmm. is only 500 calories. Mm. So it's though you don't like McDonald's, if you're in a pinch and you're having fast food, then <laughs> that's that's your best option. Although Eddie Pence would probably choose the chicken nuggets, but they're slightly higher in calories than the, yeah. the cheeseburger. 
Yeah, no, no Mickey D's for me. No Mickey D's for me. No, I, I got to start working again. That was you, not me. My laundry is ready, everyone. I know you're all really worried about that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I started walking again at the beginning of April and then I went to Hershey and then LA and shit just went downhill. But I got to start doing my walking again to, because I did lose actually like seven pounds when I first started. That's great. Yeah. And I've kept most of that off. No, I'm sorry. I lost nine pounds at first and then I gained two back and I think I'm still hovering around there. So I got to just get moving again. Hey, I just got to walk, just walking will make the difference because the other thing is, is, you know, and I know some people hate hearing us talking about being old or whatever, but when you get to a certain age, like just the move, like you, your diet could be perfect and you're not going to lose weight because you're menopausal. Sorry, guys. Sorry, people who don't want to fucking hear it. But that's no, fucking life. It's true. It, look, and this really it's it's this is not a female thing. This is not a menopause. Thing. It's just an age thing in general. The older you get, the harder it is. Your body <laughs> is learning over time how to keep you alive. And so if you starved yourself in your teens and 20s, it's harder to lose weight. And then if you continue that cycle on and off throughout your life without introducing exercise, it's just math. It's just literally math. Your body is like, I'm not sure if I'm getting another meal or not. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold on to all of this. I think I need to keep it. And that's what happens. So don't don't get old and don't crash diet in your 20s. Everyone time travel and fix your life. And if you were ever in good shape and exercising regularly at one point in your life, like I was at one point, don't stop. Just keep going because it's so much harder to get going again. Because once upon a time, I was young and thin and in phenomenal fucking shape. Phenomenal. I had had a rocking bod when I was like 19, 20, and I thought I was fat. And now I'm like, oh, my God. (sighs) I was like a fucking smoke show, especially in this modern, like, it's all right to have like a little bit of an ass and some thighs, like, fuck, I was a smoke show. And now I'm just a chubby old lady. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm hot, but I'm hot in a much larger package. (laughs) I'm the Costco version of myself right now. And I'd like to be like the... French restaurant, mm-hmm. bougie, expensive, tiny meal version of myself again. Wouldn't that be nice? Speaking of which, how's the dating life going? Fuck that. <laughs> um, no, I just I had to tell. OK, so there was this guy and I was supposed to go out with him and then my car was acting up and I was like, mm-hmm. hey, we can't go out. And um, he was like, no, that that's OK. And like we had kind of hit it off and he's pretty good looking. I mean, mm. like. Sort of had that Portland lumberjack vibe, like clean, clean cut, well, like groomed, short beard. Oh, I like that. Worked uh, in like construction. So he had like good shoulders and arms Mm -hmm. and shit. Like Hmm. I I was definitely like above my like (laughs) attractive level. Like I was I was doing good with this guy. Right. However. Mm-hmm. Um, as things unraveled with my car, he decided that we should have a phone date and we should banter back and forth and, and okay. get a feel for each other's vibe. And I was like, I fucking love to banter. Yes, please. Okay. And so I cleared my evening for him and we did this phone call, which was as I would like to officially describe it, the world's hardest job interview. Ooh. And he was like, what do you do for fun? Are you clean? And I was like, um, what like do you my mean? house or like sexually? And he was like, sexually. And I was like, well, um, yes. And also, I haven't wanted to fuck strangers during COVID. So I'm incredibly clean right now. And um, and he just it was like quick, rapid fire, like very intense questions. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want children? And I was like, I honestly can't answer that because my whole life I've been sort of ambivalent. I think I'd be a rad mom, but I don't have to have them to be happy. Right. And just deep, intense questions like that. Mm -hmm. And then he kept saying like, all right, all right, good answer. I like that. And then at one point he was like, I don't know. um, I, I just feel like I've asked all the questions here. Do you have any questions for me? And I was like, 
Okay. And so I came up with some questions to which uh-huh. I was like, hey, so my love languages are words of affirmation and touch. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, I'm touch. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to tell me that it felt um, uh, disingenuous to have a compliment for someone that it that it didn't it felt forced to have to tell someone something nice and i said sorry so if if i show up and you're like oh my god i love your dress that's forced and he's like well no i mean once i get to know you i'm sure i would find things i liked about it and i was like "Hmm, okay well i'm gonna need someone that wants to appreciate me as a person and tell me they appreciate me or i'm gonna leave and he was like, uh, it's just not something I'm comfortable with. And so then I started to feel like he was like maybe a little bit even like possibly on the spectrum. He was just really mm-hmm. like, I felt like it was a job interview with Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Like that's Ooh. how the phone call went. And so I was like, I don't know. And my mom's been teasing me because every time I have a date, she's like, you're just going to cancel. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go. And then I, was, I, I do cancel a lot because uh-huh. there's usually something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And so this one, I was like, hey, so I have this date, and I didn't cancel, and it's, like, tonight, and I was telling her, and she was like, mm-hmm. sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, and I was like, well, like, some of the questions were fine, it was, like, kids and stuff, and she's like, right. well, you guys are getting old, that's kind of a something you need to know quickly in a relationship at this yes. point. And I was like, true, true. And then I, I told her the stuff about clean and stuff, and she was like, that's a little weirder. And I was like, yeah. I said, I even was like, it shouldn't it be both parties' jobs to make sure, like, they have condoms? Like, well, I don't understand, like, the safe sex questioning at the, like, degree that it was coming out of his mouth and stuff. And she was like, I don't normally tell you to cancel a date, but you need to cancel this guy because he's either a murderer or he's a little bit, like, on the spectrum and kind of, you know, like, Sheldon. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So I messaged him. Uh-huh. And I just said, hey, like, super great getting to talk to you the other night. I do think based on that, like, interview that we're not compatible. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am I need someone that's a little bit more of a romantic. So then he sends me this long thing about how romantic he is, which in and of itself is completely unromantic because he's talking about how he's going to plan to say certain things to me. And, like... And then he's like, I really love your hair. And I was like, it's too little too late, homie. And so then I was just like, look, this is not going to happen. Like, I wish you the best luck with your search, but I just Mm -hmm. don't think we're a good fit. And he sent me a message back that said, appreciate you. And I was like, oh, (laughs) fuck you, asshole. What the fuck? So anyway, uh, that's how my dating life is going. Oh, my fucking Really knocking it out of the park. So I'm going to just backtrack a little bit. So when he went to the questions about are you clean or not, did he just ask that or did he go into more depth with questions? Oh, because- we went further in depth. Like, would you have sex without a condom? How far into a relationship would you have sex without a condom? Why would you want to have sex without a condom? Do you- are you fucking serious? Oh, my God. No, it was intense. So many questions. And then he was really terrified that someone wouldn't want to be with him for him. So he also was asking relationship questions about, is this just about sex for you? Are you looking for something meaningful? It all felt like a guy that realized, hey, I'm about to be 40 and I need to be married. Mm. That's how it felt. Right. Right. Kind of how it felt when I briefly tried eHarmony and everyone (laughs) on there was like, I'd like to be married and have children within the year. And I was like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. My God. How bad do you want to get married? Because I don't even know you. What if I like Amber Heard shit in the bed every day? Like, (laughs) you don't know. Seriously. Because like even like the the questions about being clean or not, you know, even if you were not clean. So so, I hate using that term clean. It's such a weird word because you can be positive for certain STDs as long as you're (laughs) ethical about it and you right. disclose it you can leave a very live a very healthy sex life without infecting anyone else it's- right and like 
And in the States, we refer to them as diseases, but elsewhere they refer to them as infections. Yeah. I mean, so like the word disease gives it a negative connotation and half the, the half of the negative aspect of so many of the STDs that are out these days are because of the pharmaceutical companies and their ability to advertise. So they now scare everyone about everything. But like, Say you did have one of these things that would make you, quote unquote, not clean. And I fucking hate that word clean because like, let's just talk herpes, for instance. You can get fucking herpes as a baby from somebody. Yeah, you can get herpes. There are cases in New York where um, there is the Orthodox Jewish community when they circumcise. If you are ultra, ultra Orthodox, when you are are having your bris. And for those of our listeners who are not familiar with the Jewish community, the bris is the ceremony of when the, uh, the, the boy is circumcised and they do it in a room and they have a moil come out. But in the ultra, ultra, ultra Orthodox communities, they don't use a knife. They bite the tip off. And there have been cases. Yes. Yes. And you <laughs> go ahead and vomit. But what's happened is, is the moil has had herpes, has transferred it to the baby and the babies have fucking died from it. Okay. It's not, it's not, I'm not throwing up. I don't have a penis, but I hurt for, (laughs) that hurt me when you said, I I can't, oh my God, it would be so painful. That poor baby, teeth are not sharp enough. So that's I don't not know how hurt a baby. I, I, please don't even get me started. Yeah. And there, there's a whole being go into a whole religious conversation. But the thing is, is like a mother could kiss their baby. The you know people yeah. forget that fucking cold sores on your mouth is a form of herpes yeah. that gets passed on to babies. There, I think they say there's more than fifty percent of the population has it. Most of whom don't even know it because they're not getting outbreaks. And that form of herpes can be passed anywhere. So it's not about being clean or not being clean. It's about what you were or were not exposed to, you know? So like, fuck you, you fucking asshole. Right? I, I have an unrequited love situation with like a good friend of mine mm-hmm. that I've known for years. And it's no secret to him that mm-hmm. I just find him devastatingly attractive. And he's also like the nicest, kindest human I've ever met. Mm-hmm. But we're just not really compatible relationship-wise. We're not what the other person wants or needs. However, in a second, if any circumstances changed where he felt differently about me and I felt differently about where he was in his life, I I give zero fucks that Mm -hmm. he's sex or positive for her. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because... It's something you and 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 he's so good about it when he goes Mm -hmm. on dates and stuff. First date thing. He's like, hey, just so you know, Mm -hmm. I have herpes. Mm -hmm. I manage it. I will not interact with you if I'm having an outbreak. So and people leave and it makes me mad. That's the thing. And I, I feel like that dragged on a little long for a story about a person. It's not me, but I get so mad for him when he tells me that girls leave. Mm-hmm. on first dates or tell them they don't want to see him ever again. It just really fills me with rage because we live in an incredible time of medicine where something like that doesn't have to affect your life. Even AIDS. Look at look at Magic Johnson. Magic mm-hmm. Johnson is living an active, happy life. And he got AIDS, you know, sort of at the end of the time when it was definitely a death sentence. Right. But or HIV rather, he contracted HIV. Doesn't have full blown AIDS, mm-hmm. but yes, he's he's been alive m- most of my life with that disease, right. and he's fine. It's uh, anyway. Well, so fuck that guy. I didn't go out with him. Yeah, and like the thing is, though, is is like you know, kudos to your friend for being willing to disclose it on date one, but maybe they're not comfortable disclosing it on date one. Maybe they need date two or three to disclose it. And then what about the people who have it, don't know they have it and are passing it on accidentally because they don't know. Like, I have there's another no friend. Foolproof. I won't, I won't say their name either, but I have another friend who got it from someone that didn't know they had it. And when she found out she had it, she told the person and the person was like, I don't have it. And then they got tested and were like, where the fuck did I get it? Right. It just happens. Yeah. My my gynecologist.
gynecologist will not test, do the blood test for herpes. She's like the only, it's, a, it's not important. She's like, the only way I will test you for herpes is if you have a sore and then I will test. She's like, because too many people have it and don't even know. And it'll freak, it freaks people out. Yeah. But like, I have multiple friends who are HIV positive and you would never know. They have their lives. They're happy. Who cares? So fuck you for not you. Fuck this asshole. <laughs> it's like, how oh, dare you for, for like using that term clean just really fucking yeah. bothers me. And asking those questions as you're like not even on a first date yet. Yeah. Fuck this asshole. Yeah. Good thing you ended I mean, that. Yeah. It looked no. like I was like a slut or like did I look like I used to be a prostitute like what about or a sex worker excuse me did I used to be a sex worker like what about me said I had a lot of dirty unclean in your mind sex like that's that was the thing for me that I was like I didn't ask that question because I didn't know if I was going to want to have sex with him yet I wasn't right. that's for me I don't <laughs> super uncool guys but like mm. i don't sleep with anyone until like the at least the third date if not further out i need to know that i like you as a person right. to find you attractive enough to have sex with you if you're gonna put something you pee with inside my body <laughs> i want to make sure you're not a total loser <laughs> your pee hose needs to earn some bonus points you know yeah um, and so for me, it was, that was not a pre-date question. That's like, you know, oh, I find you attractive. Let's mm -hmm. just like kiss a little. And then like second date, like, all right, uh, this is getting, this is right. getting serious. Like we should talk about if we're going to fuck, but like, <laughs> it was just so bizarre. So fucking bizarre. Yeah. Oh, what an asshole. Oh, I'm so glad your mother told you to cancel that. Because, yeah. yeah, I would have yelled at you, I think, if I found out you went out on that date. Yeah. Um. Good. Well, Oof. I didn't. So don't yell. And good. Um, the other person that I was talking to had a um, heart attack. So <laughs> what? Yeah, that's happening to people that in my age bracket now. So that's yeah. um, it was just a, a like a hypertension, like family member passed away, really serious, like mm -hmm. life impacting shit all happening at once kind of a situation. Right. But um, yeah, so so if you're single and you listen to our show and you live in the Portland area and you're not a fucking creep or a murderer, hit me up. Because yeah. dating is garbage. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my fucking God. Horrible. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I just fucking can't with these people. I it's can't. so bad. And that you just told me last episode that you were starting to, like, want to have feelings. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Get rid of it. Apparently not. It's terrible. Yeah. Apparently fucking not. All right. So where can they find us? You can find us at Instagram at Bicoastal Biatches. We have our Facebook group, which is also Bicoastal Biatches. On Twitter, we're at Bicoastal, B-I-O-T-C-1, or just search for the Bicoastal Biatches and you'll find us. You can also email us at Bicoastalbiatches at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. And where can they find you, Erin? I am on Twitter and Instagram as T-O-A-O -O Turtle. And I can be found at Bridget F-A, F is in Frank, A is in Apple on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. So join the bitch brigade and don't forget to tell your friends about us. We'll keep talking if you'll keep listening. Bye. Bye. Here they are, just two bikers of girls living life in a podcaster world. We think it's really so.